And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. There's this thing on. One, two, Mike Check, one, two. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Hello, Athletic NBA Show listeners. I'm Dave DeFore. I wanted to share some exciting news with you. The NBA Daily Ding is moving permanently to the Athletic NBA Show feed. That's right. Monday through Friday, you're going to be able to catch up on all of the previous night's action in the time it takes to make coffee. Fancy coffee. So join me, Andrew Schleck, Trevon Edwards, Keith Parrish, Jared Weiss, our special guests, and your favorite athletic beat writers as we break down the previous night's action and all of the news from the day before. Your friends are going to think you're a basketball genius. Be sure to tell them why, though. Make sure you check us out Monday through Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for the NBA Daily Ding. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. do have a take. Point of contention. <laughs> Bing bong. Tell me a little something, KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Bing bong. Welcome Let's to Point of Contention. Let's five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper, Jay Hoy is producing. Coming up on the show, Heat Culture is back. The Celtics collapse. A ball of confusion. Jazz on the clock and... Pippin speaks in, in this, this corner. corner from the soft streets of Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Celtics beat reporter and future author of the book Smart Decisions: A Celtics Guide to Good Offense. It's Jay the Kid King. Jay, Bing Bong or Ping Pong? I don't get the whole Bing Bong thing. Like I watched the video, I saw the guy say Bing Bong. Let's all relax on Bing Bong. It is not. That cool. Oh, tight, tight, tight. Yeah. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? No, no. Mike it Green. Not Mike funny. Green christened it. No, it Mike is, Green christened it. It is not what everyone's making it out to be. It ping is. pong. Ping pong. Team ping pong. Wow. Are you good at ping pong? Oh, yeah. I, I was a legend. It, I mean, I, I'm still I was, a legend. I was, I was a legend. I'm still a legend. <laughs> Great club. I'm still a legend. And in this corner, Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Warriors and a brand new book on sale now, Dynasties, the 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever. Still don't have a copy of that sent my way. It's the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, LaMelo, or is it time to talk about James Wiseman? <laughs> oh, it's definitely time to talk about James Wiseman. Baby. The mellow is coming to town. Uh-oh. Which all uh, You know what? It was so irritating yesterday. I'm sorry. I don't do Twitter debates and arguments, but got people telling me we can't talk about this. It's too early. What? Talk about Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, first off, yeah. First talk about whatever I want. But secondly, it's never too early to compare draft picks. What are you doing? And Yeah. LaMelo is ridiculous. Like people are going if, back. If, people are having revisionist stuff going. 
Uh, well, now it looks like the debate over Zion versus John Morant has been settled. It's like, what debate? There was no debate. No one was saying, oh, John Morant should go number one. No one was talking about that. There's no debate. It's unbelievable, this concept. But it's yes, crazy. it's yeah. time to talk about Wiseman because he is on the clock. Now Uh-oh. we're just trying to salvage it. Uh-oh. We're just trying to salvage it. That's Uh-oh. all. LaMelo would okay. look so good on the Warriors. He would have been so much fun. <laughs> Yo, man, they'd have to trade Steph. They'd have to get him out of there. Couldn't have them together. Nah, just move Steph to two. Just move Steph to two. Get his, get Lamelo's assists up. Be great. Oh, be back to his Davidson roots right there. You know, you know what I'm saying? The two. Yeah, La- absolutely. Lamelo's just Jason Richards. That's all he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to remind everybody, in case you're not sure on the timing of this, we are t- we're recording this the morning before Lamelo plays the Golden State Warriors, which is. The day after the Atlanta Braves won the World Series by knocking the bubble champ Los Angeles Dodgers out of the NLCS and then the cheating Astros out of the World Series. So just want to remind everybody the timing of this podcast. When we're recording this, LaMelo versus the Warriors tonight, which was last night for you, which then means two days ago is when the Atlanta Braves won the 2021 World Series. I just want to remind everybody of the timing of that. Okay. Have you always been a Braves fan? You just picked that up yes. when they got good. I, I've never heard you. Tout I picked the Braves that up when I, I got, mean, they got good two weeks ago. Exactly, so it wasn't even exactly <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mean, my dad's from Atlanta. I spent my entire childhood watching them on TBS. I, back, I go back to the days of Charlie Liebrandt, who you don't even fucking know of, Ronnie Gant before he was Ron Gant, Otis Ron, Nixon. I was just going to yeah, say, yeah. if you don't mention Let's Otis go. Nixon, you can't Sid possibly Bream be a sliding fan. after Francisco Cabrera, the young man out of nowhere, getting that hit against the Pirates. Get the I hear Jay King with your fake Patriots, Patriots hat and your fake Patriots love. I, mean, I don't want to see that. Let's see. How, let's see how it is now that Bill Belichick doesn't have his scapegoat. Doesn't have the reason they, he's good. Back to five hundred, baby. Mac Jones is the oh, one. That, there's the standard you want to have if you're a Patriots fan. We've clawed back to five hundred. Congratulations, you're like so, a game ahead of the Jets. All right, Jay, start the clock. We're talking about real sports culture here. We're talking about heat culture. Heat culture is back, baby. At the time of this recording, the Miami Heat are tied for the best record in the league at six and one. The Heat continued their hot start Tuesday night as they cruise to a 125-110 victory over Luka Doncic and Dallas Mavericks. Red Hot Tyler Hero. Gibson crossover. Hero. Oh, that was beautiful. What a shot. Tyler Hero gets it to go. Led the way with 25 points to help Miami extend their win streak to five games. Four different players registered at least 22. For the first time in franchise history, Hero had 25. Butler with 23. Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo both with 22 points. Jay... The Heat take on the Celtics later tonight, so you'll get a good chance to dissect this team. But is this Heat Heat team for real, or is this just lightning in an early season bottle? The Heat are for real. First of all, Kyle Lowry makes a huge, huge difference. Their offense has been fantastic. Tyler Ra- Tyler Hero is the real deal. Like he he's another example that guys don't just develop in straight lines. He he was great his rookie year in the bubble. Came back, really struggled with teams focusing more on him. Now he's a clear front runner for sixth man of the year. And like that's a weapon to have him off the bench with how efficiently he's playing. I don't know if he I don't know if it was teams focusing on him last year so much as he was kind of full of himself because he got into a yeah, Jack well, Harlow song. I think that's helped. I think that might have been more of that than anything. Uh but Marcus, are you in on this heat culture revival? Dude, their net rating is 
<laughs> like it is insane how good I'm not in because it's too good. Like this is this is the greatest team of all time. The 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 seventy three win Warriors finished with a net rating of eleven. They are destroying teams on both ends. Like this is something's got to give. Like even you know I, I'll text Zach every now and again. I'm like, yo, come on, this he this Tyler back is Tyler back. Even Zach, Mister Heat Culture champion look, himself, is like, yeah, nah, be chill. I think <laughs> I think with Tyler Hero, we need to relax a little bit because we need to relax a little bit. Just because, look, man, we've seen what happens when he gets a big head about himself, right? I feel like he's always had a big he is head. out here dancing, bro. Oh, no, like, he is out here wilding. Thing, like look, with Tyler Hero, he had a big he head over. when he was succeeded in the the bubble playoffs too. Like that dude was born with a right? big head. And then what happened? <laughs> and then he was garbage for an entire season so it i think it's great he's had a great start to the season i believe in the heat but no no we need a little bit more sample size of tyler hero doing this before here's why they're legit we know this team is gonna play defense right we we just know it it's just locking it's dna right uh that's who that's who they are kyle lowry for all his greatness and championships and money is still a, a second round draft pick trying to make his way at heart, right? Which means he gonna get after your defense. But you add to that their ability to score, the like the diversity of how they can attack. I mean, Kyle Lowry just might hit seven threes on you one game, and then the next mm-hmm. game is gonna be Bam, and then the next game it's Tyler and Duncan, right? And then the next game Jimmy is just chilling until he needs to in the fourth quarter. They just have. Such a diverse attack. This team is crazy good. You can tell they're great offensively because Kyle Lowry doesn't even try to take shots. He's taking like nine shots a game. He's like, I'm just going to set these guys up. I don't need to do much myself. Just stay out of the way. Get, and set and the he gets table the ball up guys. the floor so fast. Yeah. He gets the ball up the floor so fast with these look-aheads. Like he's, it's, changed, it's changed the dynamic. Like They didn't have that with Goran, who was really good for him. And they certainly didn't have that with Kendrick Nunn. And this is just another like the the heat playing with pace is kind of odd, like the way that the way that they attack on this off of off of misses off of turnovers, like they're just looking to get the ball up the floor. And they should. They've got Bam who can play super fast. They've got Jimmy who benefits with easy looks. They've got shooters with Robinson and Hero and Lowry. Like and Spolstra is probably the best coach in the league for for my money. Give him a roster this loaded, and he's going to make some magic happen. Now they don't have a ton of depth, Marcus. So, are you worried about anything in that department? Yeah, they they they're pretty old, and eventually some of these guys kind of tick away. But man, I, I don't think it matters. I think this team is built for the postseason. I don't think it even matters. I think they're built for the postseason because they play D and they can score in different ways. You want to run, they can run. You want to play half court, they can do it. So as long as they're healthy by the postseason, yeah, it kind of doesn't even matter. And, and the truth is, they're not, like, shooting it lights out. Some of the guys are still, like, scuffling, just finding their rhythm shooting. So we still haven't seen peak everybody's hitting, right? Like, four or five guys, right. like, really on fire. Like, you still haven't seen that. All they're doing is setting what they know they'll be able to do in the playoffs, right? So now they'll know in the playoffs. You can go here, you can go here. And in the end, Kyle Lowry is a champion, 
<laughs> so he's going to like this. This team is loaded. It's built for the playoffs. I feel like as long as they make the playoffs, which is kind of a foregone conclusion at this point, nobody wants to see. Yeah, that. I feel like this is a team that will scuffle for like a 500 record for like a month and a half in the middle of the season because somebody's hurt. They don't have much depth. And then they'll get to the playoffs and they'll be like, oh, yeah, there's that team from the beginning of the season when everybody was healthy. They're tough as hell. They, they have a lot of guys who can play. And Hero's the one. Hmm. But hold on, does Heat culture welcome like swaggy hero? Like, I thought y'all dealt with that. I thought I thought Heat culture kind of handled that. Pat Riley, what do you think? What do you think Jimmy Butler does? I mean, they they signed Dion Waiters multiple times. They are huge fans. (laughs) Huge fans of guys with big heads. Um, Yeah, just to your guys' point, Duncan Robinson, thirty-four percent from three right now. He hasn't even gotten. Yeah, he's not even hit yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I think. uh, And there was one person. Jade, I can't remember. Maybe you can find it for me. There was one person on Buds who said the Heat would be in the NBA Finals. I can't remember, but we'll we'll find it later in post production. It, 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 it was one. It was one. It was one guy. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably Trey. It's probably probably wasn't me. It's the same guy who said they'd be there last year. Let's go to the East champ. Who's everyone got for the Eastern Conference champion? Uh, I got Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, right. Dave's got the Bucks. Jay. I got the Nets. James. Milwaukee. Yovan? Nets. Me is the tiebreaker. Oh, shit. Heat culture, baby. All right, West Champ. <laughs> I actually like that pick. West Champ. I don't even believe I'm just doing it for the show. So good. Same guy said they'd be there in 2020. Yeah. Huh? Uh, One out of two ain't bad. Uh, uh, yeah, about to be two out of three, baby. So basically, you just predicted every year. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, what's the heat? Heat culture, baby. They'll make it. They'll make it work when Hassan Whiteside's not involved. Coming up, what's wrong with the Boston Celtics? Back after this. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right. Take two. What is wrong with the Boston Celtics? As the Bulls and Knicks continue to turn their fates around, the Boston Celtics continue to sink on Monday. Celtics fell 128-114 to the Chicago Bulls in historic fashion. Boston entered the fourth quarter with a 14-point cushion. Then... Watch Chicago go on a 19-2 run to take the lead and outscored the Celtics 39-11 over the final 12 minutes to turn a 14-point deficit into a 14-point victory. First time in the shot clock era, a team lost by 14-plus after leading by 14-plus, entering the fourth quarter. Wow, this is, this is, I've never seen a turnaround like this before, Mike. Boston led by as many as 19 at one point in the third quarter, and Marcus Smart had this to say after. You guys have been through tough battles. You've won playoff games. You've won conference finals games. Why now in the fourth quarter of this game does it seem like you guys are panicking? I don't know. 
think if we knew that answer, we wouldn't be here talking about it now, would we? But, you know, something that we gotta, we gotta fix. Whatever we have to do, we gotta figure it out. You know, nobody's gonna figure it out for us. And sometimes, you know, before, you know, I always tell people, before you see a rainbow, it has to rain. He added, I can only do so much standing in the corner. There's so much I could do without the ball in my hand. I just sit in the corner. Um, we run in plays for our best players. Every team knows that. We, you know, uh, we do a good job of shutting that down. He wants the ball, J. King. So what is happening with your Boston Celtics? Is there anyone there? Yes, what you see? Iceberg, run ahead! Thank you. I mean, they have the fourth worst defense in the entire league, which is unacceptable. When you start smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams, you should be much better than that. Like that's those five guys enough should be enough to give you at least a mediocre defense. They've fallen apart several times already. Their offense gets really stagnant, especially late in games. They've got Ime Udoka just taking shots at people. They've got Marcus Smart now taking a shot at Ime Odoka and the two stars on the team and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. There's a lot going wrong in Boston. There's a lot to figure out. I thought they would start slowly because, you know, Jalen Brown and Al Horford missed most of preseason with COVID. Ime Odoka, new coach, new system. You know, like I said with the guys, it's a big picture approach. We're playing the right way, having closed out a few for whatever reason. And, uh, as long as we're heading in the right direction and continue to go toward our goals, I think it's, that's a big picture. It could easily be four and three, five and two, and then probably wouldn't be any questions about it. But the fact that we don't haven't finished, uh, you're going to get these questions, and two or five is not up to our standard or where our guys would like to be. Honestly. They're using guys in different ways. They don't have Kemba Walker next to Brown and Tatum to make things easier for those guys anymore. But it has not gone well so far. Well, so this is interesting because – it is a very process first result, except the process and the results are ending up in the same place here, Marcus. But they have like, all right, let's they blow a 14 point lead in the fourth going into the fourth quarter and lose by 14. Right. Historic fashion. They lose two double they overtime games. They have a single defensive rebound in that quarter. Oh, you know, losing two double overtime games where Jason had a game winning shot opening night against New York and then Jalen had a, a chance to win it against Washington and then you look at last game where we were up 19. Well, that's I don't, there weren't a whole lot of misses by Chicago in that quarter either so that's that's going to be that's going to hurt that but um but Marcus like there's a real like coin flip scenario where instead of 2 and 5 they're 5 and 2 um but we have these ill feelings about the Celtics like because that. now they're talking yeah. about it. It doesn't feel like that, right? No, it, it doesn't feel like right. they're right there. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think they feel the pressure, but it's very clear it, there's a dysfunction happening like behind the scenes. It's clear it's not clicking yet. Uh, I mean, credit to Marcus Smart for the epic self awareness because he's making like a third of his corner threes, so he probably <laughs> he probably has maxed out on what he could do from there. But there's something. I think it's good that he said something. I don't know about what he said, <laughs> but they can't they they definitely can't act like this is all fine the right. odd part is I, to me i don't know if it's i don't know how accurate it is or not but to me it feels like the one who really has the gripe is jalen brown like tatum has taken like 50 more shots shooting at a way worse percentage it feels like Jalen Brown probably needs to take more shots. He's the one whose whose game has improved enough to be kind of a frontline guy. So 
it's weird that Marcus Smart feels like, yo, I need to be doing more, but you could there's just a disease there. Like there's yeah. something happening behind the scenes where it's like, yo, this is not together. And I hate to say that because Ime Udoka is married to Nia Long, who's the greatest actress in American history for young black males in the nineties. <laughs> well also so it's a right. You, that's, <laughs> you gotta that's understand the real tragedy here. You gotta understand where Smart's coming from too. Udoka promised him, you're going to be point guard this year. We're going to put the ball in your hands more. Then he suspended Smart in preseason. And now Smart is in a smaller role even than he had before Kemba Walker left with a smaller usage rate, fewer assists, doesn't have the ball as much. And so there's there's a lot going on in Boston. So I understand why Smart's frustrated. I understand why everyone's frustrated. The What's funny about it is, you know, he he threw Tatum and Brown under the bus the Celtics have been very good with Tatum and Brown both on the court. It's when they go to the bench that things have really disintegrated, fallen apart. Um, but crunch time, too. Like, things have to be better. Things have to be better execution, and they need to get better shots. Yeah, is Three it, of is, their top five offensive shooters are shooting below 40%. Like, you got to start making some shots before you start talking. Yeah, but that worked for like, the Celtics in the it. 50s, you know? <laughs> Just throwing maybe it back it's just to a Kuzi. throwback. Yeah, maybe it's just a koozie. They're trying to. They saw all that koozie praise for the top seventy-five and seventy-five. Koozie makes it. Bob Koozie with a great hand tonight of sixteen points. Mr. Basketball, Bob Koozie with sixteen points here in this first half. Of Got him an MVP. Of course, the other teams were also shooting thirty-two percent. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, they, the other teams were also <laughs> dribbling like Stanley from the office. Like it didn't. It didn't quite. <laughs> Didn't quite have the same thing going against you. Zach Levine would have been tried as a witch if he was back there in the fifties going against these guys. For I, even for I dribbling with his left for hand, eighty. Right. <laughs> so, real quick, Jay, do you think the bigger issue is the defense or the ball movement? Uh defense needs to shore up. Like twenty seventh is unacceptable. That's so bad. They've given up so many points in transition, so many points in the paint. They've gotten just destroyed by Trez. They've gotten destroyed by. DeRozan and Levine in transition. I think that's where it needs to start because they're not going to be a team that has a great half-court offense. Like, they have too many bad shooters, Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, to be a good half-court offense. They need to get stops and get out and run, and they haven't done that yet. I don't know, man. It might be – it feels like like they're clearly not this bad defensively, right? It feels like – I don't know, man. Letting, I, they look pretty it, bad no, defensively. It, they do, but I think it's because they suck offensively. And oh, it's like, you think it's like carrying they're, over? They're, yeah, they're, they're not even trying because they're they're pressing on, what are they, like the 20th ranked offense? Yeah. I feel like if they need somebody to get hot, have a good game, and you know, then they start slapping the floor. And then well, they they, might they, get they up were to hot the last game, defense. and then, then they gave up 39 to 11 run in the so fourth much. quarter. Not a single defensive rebound. I mean, can rebound. you be mad? It's the Bulls. We've already talked about this. You can't be mad that they got boat raced by the Bulls in the fourth. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> that was un- at home. Unbelievable. Yes, unbelievable. At home. Just, I've never seen anything like it. 39 to 11. DeRozan, the hilarious part, DeRozan gets the, the wide open three from the corner, remember? And and it just, like, it was a shot clock violation. You had the ball in the end. Yeah. He gets the exact same, exact same shot. shot. Like, exact same shot. Next exact possession. same shot. Exact same spot. It was like yeah. the Celtics were like, dude, we feel bad that you didn't get that off. How about yeah. you try it again? You should have gotten it in spirit. Here you go. You can get another one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the issue's the ball, guys. Take three. Ball of confusion. Wilson!
NBA players are finicky when it comes to the basketball. Several years back, the NBA tried to change to a synthetic ball. Players hated it so much, the league switched back to their original leather ball mid-season. In fact, Steve Nash was complaining that it was cutting up his hands, cutting his fingertips with that new ball, that new composite ball. Is it happening again? Quote, Offense is down around the NBA with players shooting 34.2% on three-pointers this season, down from 34.6% last season and 35.8% from the bubble season. The offensive decline has been blamed on the short offseason or the new foul call interpretations. However, last week, NBA trainer Drew Hanlon posted another theory. A lot of people are talking about the rule changes resulting in less free throws, but not much has been said about the ball change, which has clearly made a huge impact. Clippers all-star Paul George had this to say. Not to make an excuse or anything, but I said that about the ball. It's just a different basketball. The NBA ended its decade-long relationship, decades-long relationship with Spalding to introduce Wilson as the new maker of the official NBA basketball. Marcus, let's get the ball rolling on this discussion. (laughs) Did the NBA drop the ball on this? Uh, They didn't drop the ball, but I do think this is a composite issue. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> wow no listen i remember i remember remember the synthetic thing was a big deal remember that the only remember, thing like, to, the only thing to fear is sphere itself this is this a, sphere you know it's yeah. this is we'll work on it we'll fix that in post <laughs> Jade, cut that out <laughs> The, the, I quit. They're, they're, remember, <laughs> remember the ball was getting stuck. The the, the previous ball they were complaining about it. Yeah. They couldn't do the spin off. The, and I remember thinking y'all crazy. And uh, I remember like talking with a player. I remember being at the Oracle and talking with a player like the difference. And those balls came with an automatic grip, basically. Yeah. And the original balls are so slippery. I didn't. I don't even know how they play with them. Remember Nash used to lick his hands. Yeah. Because once like, you get a little wanna, moisture, it sticks. Yeah. They yeah. sweat into it and it sticks. The point is, like, that's a it's a big deal. Not like it's a reason to miss. It's just something they have to get used to because they are creatures of habit. It is, it is a thing. It would be kind of like if we're playing with a ball and then Jay can't make a shot and he takes his ball Please. home. Please. And now we're stuck with the other ball. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody got to get used to the new ball from the scrub who ain't playing. This ball right. is brand new. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like that. It'll take some time. Yeah. But Jay takes his ball home because he can't make a shot. You know, can't like, make a shot. Yeah, Jay so King can't make a shot. He just sometimes. pouts and takes his if ball I took home. The yeah, ball exactly. Home, it's because you guys didn't give any comp for me. Chill down, Marcus. Because we left Mark. you standing in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's my theory on the ball. Because allegedly, it is the exact same makeup, exact same everything as the Spalding ball. That was according to the NBA. However. Teams have only had these basketballs since around like April or May to start breaking them in. If you talk to an NBA player, no veteran wants to shoot with a new basketball, even if it's the Spalding ball, like they want that thing broken in. And so I don't know that any of these are properly broken in right now. Yeah, that's 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 my theory, too. That's my theory, too, because if you've shot around with one of the new NBA balls, the old ones, at least the 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 Spalding's. Like yeah. they felt so gross in your hands. They were so slippery. And so maybe it's just that they, they need to get beat up a little bit. This is the lowest three point percentage in the NBA since the lockout season in 98, 99. I mean, Steph is sub 30, 40% from three. And that's that's like, how you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how a you catastrophe know. For him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it is wild. Like I do wonder, um, I don't think cause they can't go back to the old ball. 
you got a sponsorship with with Wilson now. It's not like you, hey, sorry, we got to break this contract and go back to the Spalding ball. That's not a solution. So I don't know what they do. I don't know if you like take every equipment manager and just is there a simulation? You know how you like shake a paint can when you're buying when you're buying paint at like a store, they'll, they'll put it in that machine and shake it. Can you do that with a basketball? You need to like get some kind of thing, some kind of contraption that just like speed dribbles this thing for hours a day to break it in. Man, just let a bunch of kids come take the ball oh, and you then can't bring have them those back. nasty kids and their their yeah, ghost just germs let them and come everything. Take no, the ball, it's go COVID. To the hood, no, go Halloween, around, Halloween party week has back. wrecked this yeah, week of, of basketball. Can, no, no, no. We've got everyone getting down. out with it's COVID. Good. We got Aaron Rodgers got COVID now and he was immunized. Hey, he and was, like, he was immunized. Yeah, <laughs> and he needed alternative treatment he too. Was immunized. And he was, yeah. He had I've some got, kind of composite synthetic vaccination. He's he like, I've taken a shot. You didn't know a shot of what? He's like, I've taken a shot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got that thing. Um, do we think? Do we think this is going to get better this season or is this going to be something that maybe this season is going to be rough for everybody. And then next season, things will be back on track. It'll get better this season. I I think part of it is there was a quicker turnaround than normal. Part of it is there's fans at games again, which I think it was easier to shoot when there weren't fans at games. And part of it is there's more physical play. So it's not just the ball that has changed. There there are a lot of different factors that are going into the shooting, dipping a little bit. And then I'm sure it gets in guys' heads when they're at 34, 35%. And they're like, I'm a 41% shooter normally. Like, this isn't great. But I, I think, you know, offense always corrects itself like a month, two months into the season and start get, getting much better as as the defense slips a little bit, as guys get, you know, more more used to whatever they're doing in the system. Shape, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it'll, it'll fix, right? Uh, I mean – I just think we kind of underestimate these dudes are like golfers in their clubs, man. Like it's, it's, it's very fine. It's down to the fine tuning of it. It's, you know, it, it's meticulous. So it, they'll, they'll adjust they're, they're professionals. They'll get over it. And the dudes who can really shoot, will figure it out. What I'm curious about is why it doesn't affect dribbling. Shouldn't there be more turnovers? That's a great question. That's a great I question. Dribble, I couldn't dribble them old Spalding balls either. Well, well there are more turnovers <laughs> too, aren't there? Yeah, I think there are more. It might be. Yeah, uh, right, it might yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, you ever dribble them slippery ball? Like, it, dude, I couldn't gross. do it. I'm you like, just, you guys like talk, you just loogies in my hand. Lick your fingers to, and it's fine. You can't like, lick what, your fingers. That's disgusting. Uh, not in COVID. What do you mean that like, Steve Nash did one two MVPs? Yeah, he was disgusted too. That, like, that shit was nasty. He really just licked his fingers. He's doing it constantly. He's just literally yeah. in the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah he just he's constantly. probably at the park doing it. He's playing like at Boston. He'd, he'd be mid move, like stepping just, on just knees looking all over like, his yeah, finger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to keep that thing on a string, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I definitely think that this issue, players will bounce back. Jade, stop the clock. Time for a commercial. We get back. The jazz are on the clock. People moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. And I, boy, and I, a tooth for a tooth. Both for me, and I'll set you free.
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. back jazz on the clock the utah jazz are six and one tied for the best record in the nba and in the west with the golden state warriors so what's happening in utah this is from tony jones of the athletic quote we might be seeing the best season of gobert's career He's currently leading the league in rebounding, rebounding at 17, 17 boards, boards per night. night. He's, He's averaging 16, 16 points, points per night, night, which would represent a career high. His PER is 28.65, which is sixth in the league. He's blocking almost two shots per game. Most thought this would be the season Donovan Mitchell steps forward and takes a jump at superstar status. Not many thought Gobert would be that dude, but here we are. Jones appeared on this week's Hoops Jason and had this to say. Jay, play the tape. The, the question, like, how long can they wait? How long will they wait? You know, this group's been together now for the last three years, basically, which is an eternity no, this in the is NBA. The nope. Yeah, I mean, if and they it, don't win I this year. Joe was gone, yeah. No, this, this TNT gone. time this if they don't year. win this year, right? <laughs> and and I'm going to tell you, there, there's a non-basketball reason why this is the year. And this mm. is the year because next year, if the Jazz don't get out of the luxury tax, they're going to be in the repeater tax. Ah, right, right, right. Okay. So they they and, weren't, and they're not going I to be. Thought you was re- going to be like, if this is the year, if not, because I'm out. You know, I, th- I thought you was about to make a great announcement. This ain't the year, man. I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go cover Tony the Utes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> y'all was, I'm, y'all I'm a free agent. Where any team wanted G? Catch me in the BYU press box. This is the year. The Jazz fell to the Clippers in last season's playoffs after being up 2-0. Some called a collapse. 
So I'm calling it an epic collapse. As David Aldridge mentioned, this core group has been together for a while now. So Marcus, can the Jazz jump the hump this year? What's the hump? Is it like Western Conference Finals? <laughs> they got to at least get to that, right? At this point, they have to at least, there is no clear Not cut yet. in the West. Like you have, if they don't get to the Western Conference Finals and they lose the same way they always do, like I'm done doing this with them in general. I'm mad at Jade for putting this on the on the rundown. I sit like I don't want to talk about the Jazz. No offense, you're really good. You got good players. I get all that. It's not that you're not good. It's that you do the same shit every single year. You start out with a good season, great season. Oh, here come the Jazz. Things have changed, and you get to the playoffs. It's the same shit every single year, and I'm sick of it, Marcus. I don't want to talk about them unless they completely change something. Other than that, I have no thoughts. <laughs> Zach, I thought that's what happened. I'm sitting here scouring the web like, what the hell happened with the Jazz? What did I miss? <laughs> did something happen? Are they fighting? I didn't know what happened. I'm with you. Like, I don't think they can. I just don't I don't think they can. I don't think they have enough offensive I mean, these, creators. They're relying on Donovan. I just don't think they can. I'm sorry. Frauds I don't think they can. just lost Whoa. to Kawhi. They just lost to the Clippers without Kawhi last season. Rudy Gobert gave up 39 points to someone who was out of the rotation oh, no, 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 earlier no, no, in the Jay, playoff. Jay, 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 I don't know if you know this. Um, Rudy Gobert's not at fault I'm, for anything. I'm not just doing just, it with just the ask Jazz. Anybody, ask anybody that, I, that with, covers the Jazz. It's not Rudy I Gobert's fault. I tried to it's warn not. you all last year. You did. This they is actually one of the few the times Chase been right. 2015 Hawks. That's well, it. that was too. That was too That's far. It. That was they too played far. Great, yeah, they played yeah, great <laughs> regular season basketball, and they're destined to get wiped out of the playoffs by a team with a better best player than theirs. That's the thing. We, we I did this with the Bucks. A lot of people did this with the Bucks. People want to see the Bucks win in the playoffs first before yeah. before they take them seriously. The Bucks had a two time MVP. The Jazz don't have anywhere close to that. Rudy Gobert is not close to that, despite what, well, three despite what the advanced the stats people will tell you. Mike Conley looks great, though. And Rudy Gay, I think, will help once he gets healthy again. That's, that's the thing. That's the that's one. The th- that's the part. The, yes. But the problem for me is like, all right, they just ran it back, basically. They're like, yo, no, this year, this year, Mike Conley's going to be healthy. And 35-year-old Rudy Gay is here. Like, so we're good. Like, you didn't even do anything. You just brought back the same team, like, and, and hoped – Old people like also are, are standing up at the end of the year. By the way, look, if we're just gonna be complete jazz haters on this on this segment, right? Here's here's who they've beaten so far. Thunder, Kings twice, Nuggets after Jokic got hurt at halftime, didn't come back, the Rockets, and the Bucks were down like three starters. Frauds. Frauds. Whoa. Always have been. Frauds. Always no, have I, been. Look, I get the frustration for like jazz fans. I get the frustration because this is a really good team. Right, it's a really good team. Great to watch too. Though. I love watching them play nobody basketball. Saying oh, they're it's champions. fun basketball, man. It's fun yeah, basketball. No, no, nobody's yeah. saying they're champions. They just are who they are. They're yeah, really good. You, can't, you can't believe in them until they show. So, it, I mean, Jay Jay nailed it on the head. Like the Bucks going into last season, I was like, I'm not doing this with the Bucks anymore until they prove it. They proved it. Now they got a little lucky, but most champs have to get a little lucky, right? And so maybe the Jazz will be in that mode as well. Maybe they'll either get that luck or, ideally, look, I. Don't, it's not that Rudy Gobert should be absolved of any of this stuff because yes, the front line, like the, the backcourt defense, the, the defense at the point of attack for this team. Now. No, but it, it was, it was really bad in the playoffs last year, but you know how you stop the other team from going small. 
catch the ball at the rim and dunk on them every time because you're a foot taller than those guys. And Rudy Gobert doesn't do that. So it's not even the defense at this point. He has to make them pay on offense. And if he doesn't do that, and it's not post him up and have him be Hakeem Olajuwon, it's run to the rim, seal, catch the ball, keep it high, dunk on him. It's like, give that's Donovan Mitchell do. somebody. Yeah, that's what, give him somebody. Like, because, that's it. Because you do that four or five possessions in a couple of minutes – Against a team going small, go they're not going to yeah. go small anymore. Yeah, and now you can go play your defense the way you want to play. I almost feel bad for the Jazz. Play the Warriors, you, you think when they play the Warriors, the Warriors are going to run big out there? Yo, that's the thing. <laughs> if they five fa- guards out there. If they face the Warriors in the playoffs, that might get real bad. I- I almost, I almost feel really bad for them. We really put them on as a topic because they had a hot start, and then we just shit it on <laughs> Right, no, Jazz fans are going to be super mad at this. And Jazz fans, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We were the wrong three people to talk about this segment. And again, blame Jade. That's all Jade's fault. It's not our fault for being. being, I don't know why they're here. (laughs) It's not our fault for for being Jazz haters here. Great regular season, too. Yo, man, love watching them in the regular season. Playoffs, they had them. That's the thing. amazing. They got to show us that. They they have to show us that in in the regular or in the playoffs. If they don't, then it's going to be the same conversation next year. Hey, guys, you know what? Yeah, you might be right. Oh, I like that. Whoa, I think they're like, whoa. I think they're like, yeah, Jazz, y'all got to show us up too. They did, no, it's just you can't blame Rudy Gobert for anything. You can't. It's, it's Rudy's, Rudy's fault, fault, you dog. It's not Rudy's it's fault. Nothing is Rudy's fault. Nothing is Rudy's fault. You can't do it. Jazz right. fans want more, baby. In an excerpt published by GQ for Scottie Pippen's upcoming memoir, Unguarded, the former Bulls small forward sounded off on his former teammate, Michael Jordan, regarding the documentary The Last Dance. Pippen reiterated his displeasure with the highly acclaimed Doc and Jordan for what he believed was favoritism in a documentary that was supposed to be about the Bulls team of the 90s and not just a glorification of Jordan. I'll remind you. When Scottie Pippen was trying to sell whiskey earlier this year, he went on this tour. Now he's trying to sell a book. He's going back on this tour. Quote, producers. Maybe he used the whiskey to write the book. Who knows? Quote, 
Producers had granted Jordan editorial control of the final product. The doc couldn't have been released otherwise. Michael was determined to prove to the current generation of fans that he was larger than life during his day and still larger than LeBron James, the player many consider his equal, if not superior. Quote, I was nothing more than a prop. His best teammate of all time, he called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. Pippen went on to allege that Jordan was paid $10 million for the documentary. Marcus, sour grapes or to the winners? Don't the spoils. Man, I absolutely have sour grapes because where's my excerpt in GQ? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? Where the fuck is my copy of the book, Marcus? I got to go to a bookstore during COVID and buy this thing? I'm just saying, holler at GQ. They're out here giving out excerpts to superstars and and not calling (laughs) me. What's up with that? (laughs) Look, first off, everything he said might be true, yeah, but it's also true. <laughs> Jordan was larger than life. Yeah, everybody Marcus, else was a prop. Like, what Marcus, are we talking about? This is my thing. He's like, well, that was just Jordan's opinion on what happens. Like, yeah, that's what I tuned in for. I just want to see Jordan's opinion on what happened. Like, also, Jordan he said, had, he said, I didn't go in Jordan see, made a documentary yeah, to make himself look like a star. Like, oh, I wonder, hey, wonder what Judd Bushler sounds like in this thing. No one gives a shit about Judd Bushler. No offense. I also loved the part where he said that Jordan called him his best teammate of all time. And that was kind of, like, that's so not condescending. Like that, that is a legitimately good you're compliment. The I thought it was high praise. Yeah. You're yeah, the whole thing. You got six praise. rings, top 50, top 75. What are you doing, Scotty? But, Jordan literally was like, he, there is no, there is no Jordan without Pippen. And he was like, it's like, this how dare you? Dare you? Here's the thing though. <laughs> Did you guys read that story? Because he said Jordan got paid 10 million. 10 million for the documentary and nobody me, else got a dime. I would be mad That's too. That's I would cold, be mad right? as hell. It, it's about the money. And also, this is a sign that pettiness knows no ends, man. Like these guys won six titles together. They were perfect together on a basketball court. And what is it? 25 years later and they're beefing with each other because of yeah, some pit. documentary that hyped up their team more than any team could ever be hyped up. And pettiness well, knows I no ends. I wonder because Pippen shits on Jordan every chance he gets now. He's always talking about LeBron's the greatest and all this stuff. Um, I wonder if is this just Pippen still being mad that he he signed a bad deal in his playing days, and then it was like it was really ha- it was really hammered home in that documentary. It was really ha- hammered home. But Marcus, like, I wonder if this is just him being mad about his bad deal. Yeah, I think he's just perennially like mad at being the goat of number twos, really, right? Like. Yeah. But he, he 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 knows in his heart he will never be number one because Jordan is number one, and there's got to be a part of Pippen that was like, man, if I just got a shot somewhere else and not at like 39, like when I went to the Blazers, he did. I probably would have been. And then Tony Kukoc took that shot, <laughs> and, he, and he no, he didn't want the shot. He passed it up. But he he, it's it's actually a little bit, man. I, the crazy part is I don't know why Pippen doesn't embrace this. I don't know mm. why he doesn't celebrate this. Like he is literally the prototype of a Robin. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's un- but like it's incredible. He he need to ride this thing out. I would be latching myself to Jordan. Like, forget well, that. Yeah, you if Jordan got 10 million, you'd be like, Mike, get me five. I'd be like, like Charles <laughs> Oakley just next to Jordan whipping people's ass if they did anything you wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'd be riding this thing out. Yo, like, that's what? the real ultimate ultimate job right there, right? It's just being Charles Oakley. It's crazy that Pippen's on-court persona 
was always perfect for the number two role, but he still always hated it. Like, like there's just a, a such a stark difference there between the way he was on a basketball court and the way he feels in his head that he should get so much more credit that he should have been doing all these other things. But on the court, he just did whatever he needed to do. It's it's kind of impressive that he put it all aside for his whole career, even though he was like this. He's a clear number two, a clear number two on that team, and he still made top 75 all time. I mean, yeah. if he could have been a number one somewhere and been a Hall of Famer and still not made top 75. <laughs> right? There's a lot of dudes who are in the Hall of Fame, had their own team, had all the trappings, and are not on that list. And here this guy is, he's... You, he was on top 50, and I was on top 75. He will mm-hmm. always be in the top as the number two. I, By the way, that top, is remind you, that top 50 list in the middle of their run. Yes. So it's not like it was like all said and done, like middle of their run. They're like, no, it's got to be top 50. No, he is way more appreciated than he acts. Like, he, he is way more appreciated. Jay, Jay mentioned Charles Oakley. I just want to recount one of my favorite Charles Oakley stories yes. of when John Sally was was joking around with Michael Jordan talking about Kobe Bryant he's like at 27 at 27 Kobe would have given you the business and Charles Oakley was standing there and just immediately punched John Sally in the stomach <laughs> for joking like that that is the that is the true essence of a Charles Oakley with Michael Jordan that man if I'm Pippen that would have been me I'd be mad at Charles Oakley for taking my spot you know how much exactly. money Pippen could have <laughs> well, got? No, 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 Marcus, you, you can't get mad at Charles Oakley. That's a dangerous game. You nah, can't. Yeah, that's that's not going to do anything. Yeah, right, that's not going right. to do anything good for you. Yeah, there's no win there, right? No. You got yeah. to let it ride. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors Plus Minus, anything is potable, down to dunk, no dunks, glue guys, Sixers Beat, Forum Club, Game Notes, and of course... Be sure to check out the NBA Daily Ding right here on the Athletic NBA Show feed. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for the book Dynasties, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.